Welcome to L&T Bite Size, a show to share ideas, activities and resources to those new to teaching or those looking for new ideas. If you'd like to contribute, please send your recording of no more than 15 minutes to the email in the episode description. Enjoy. Not long after I first started teaching, I was very fortunate in being able to do a PG Cert. And of all the things that stuck out for me, one of them was about classroom management and about making sure that students understood the reasons and the need for getting to a classroom on time, being on time for their teaching. And because I teach in the business area, it also seemed that this was quite a good skill in terms of professionalism. If you're late for the workplace, once you're being paid, then the chances are that you're going to get at the very least some kind of reprimand and clearly it could be significantly worse. So I would always challenge my students who were late. I would try to do this in uh, a, quite a light-hearted way. So generally speaking, I'd just look at them, stop doing what I was doing, so the whole class would also then stop and wait for them to say something to me. And most of the time, the students would just apologise for being late. And I would turn and make some comment along the lines of, just once I want somebody to come in and say, well, the reason I'm late is because I was abducted by aliens. So it would lighten the mood, but it would still make the point about people being late. And at the same time, I only had two classroom rules. The first was, if you have a phone, you need to turn it off and actually put it away, which generally um, elicited a lot of eye rolling and tutting and quite mumbling under the breath. And the second one was, if you're talking while I'm talking, then you're not listening. And if you're not listening, there's not a lot of point you being in the room and you're all over 18. That's a decision you can make for yourself. But equally, when you're talking, if I'm trying to talk, then it's disrespectful to your classmates and it's also disruptive so that perhaps people who do want to listen won't actually be able to take in everything that they need to. And that was the basis then of my uh, classroom management. Those were my rules, because I think at the beginning it is quite important uh, to set rules and boundaries so that your students understand how they should uh, respond, react, behave, not least because for the vast majority of them, they'll be coming from a very different educational environment that has a lot more rules and regulations, that's a lot more stringent, that puts a lot more pressure on them because previously they have not necessarily uh, fitted in as adults who are collaboratively learning. And now, of course, they are. We're not there to be in loco parentis. They are independent human beings who have the right to express themselves in any way that they want. And several things have changed how I respond to that idea of classroom management and setting rules and boundaries over the years. One uh, was a comment from a colleague when I talked about students turning up to lessons late, where she said, I always try and make that person feel as welcome as possible and make them feel that their presence is really valued. Because at the end of the day, you don't know why they're late 
And there could be any number of very, very good reasons, some of which might be quite personal and not the kind of thing that they would really want to share with anyone. And also, they have turned up. And particularly these days, many students simply don't, for whatever reason. And some of them are, are sort of quite valid reasons, and some of them possibly aren't. So actually making a student feel welcome is probably a better way to go because if you make the student feel well I don't know why I bothered then because you've just you've just picked me out you've othered me I now feel uncomfortable in this room it may well be that they go from being late to simply not attending at all and I thought about this and that struck me as actually being really quite a a sensible and humane thing to do. So I now follow that principle as well. If a student has made the effort to get in, however late they might be, I can at least applaud the fact that they have made that effort. I can acknowledge that there might be stuff going on in their life um, that's causing them all kinds of problems that they almost certainly don't want to share. And that at the end of the day, at least they're getting something out of this and they have engaged in some way um, where many students haven't. Regarding the other two rules that I had, it became clear quite a few years ago now that trying to stop uh, the rollout of technology of which mobile phones are probably just the most prevalent uh, example was really pointless. And so now there's a couple of things that I do. Number one, uh, if I can, I will involve uh, the students actually being able to use their mobile phones to do constructive things. So I will ask them uh, to Google things and I might even offer a, a small prize for the first person who comes up with something or ask them to all Google different things and then congratulate those people who've come up with the most unusual or interesting piece of information or statistic. And then there are other platforms which you can use that can involve phones, things like Mentimeter, Kahoot um, and Padlet, which I've mentioned in one of the other uh, bite-sized episodes. The second thing then was to take responsibility for myself as being a point of consumption for my students. So in other words, I do actually need to think of myself as competing with the various different things that will distract my students. Perhaps when I was a student, the thing that might have distracted me was a squirrel bouncing along the lawn outside. But either way, if those things are greater than the presence of the person who is trying to communicate information or indeed elicit information from the students, then to a certain extent, I'm simply failing in my job. I'm not being interesting enough. I'm not providing what the students would see as value. And with regards to the not talking while I'm talking, that's actually still a rule I have. But I find now that I don't really need to say that. If there's too much conversation in the room, I will simply stop talking if I am in the middle of trying to explain something. And very quickly, students understand that as far as I'm concerned, I'm quite happy to wait for them to finish whatever the conversations that they are. But I won't talk while they are talking. I also do explain to them that for various different reasons, in the past it's been flipped lectures, uh, now it's various other things which are available through their VLEs, that the sessions that they have with me in person will always be um, interactive and participative, so that at least 70% of the time is actually going to be them talking anyway, hopefully about the subject at hand, so that they don't feel the need necessarily 
to have conversations while I'm trying to explain something because they know that any comments that they might want to make, they'll have plenty of time to make and encouraging them to participate uh, verbally in class when they're happy to do so also gives them that feeling of being able to contribute. For what it's worth, uh, that's my experience of classroom management. I'm sure there's lots and lots of other ways of dealing with this and I'm sure many of you will develop your own.